0: Oh, it's in baby we made it we made it happen are we we working we're working we're in now it was some minor uh minor communication issues okay. with the matrix hey everybody i'm sorry thank mm-hmm. you for showing up i was like no they let <laughs> me alone and then i realized i fucked up because we're having another special guest today oh. benson from lips and riffs is coming back on and we're going to talk black sabbath in a little bit nice uh-oh I'm fucked up sending him the links. So, y'all got a new one. Who's excited? How are you? <laughs> Tired. Come on. Y'all. Like candelabra. i recording the microphone, for you guys, but I guess you can't tell like I can. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Joe Smith, let's start with you. What's up, bro? I miss you. Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, I've missed everybody as well. Uh, let's see. Not much. Kind of supposed to be uh, tapering for... A few races coming up, but I just can't seem to slow down enough.
0: Good. I love it. Yeah, man, you're kicking ass. Joe Smith's literally Batman. He texts me every day about some, like, crazy shit he accomplished. And I'm, like, trying to do a similar program to him. And I'm, like, not even near as good. I just am, like, okay, man, you're just, like, inspiring me and yet beating me down at the same time. And I love that, dude. You're, you're kicking ass. Thanks, Keep dude. it up, man. Yeah, going yeah, gonna
1: to go out after this and do a little thing that I used to call the miserable mile uh, but now I just call it the maniac mile because I'm no longer miserable when
0: I do it so you're like insane maniac crazy. small soldiers I feel like that's your that's your inner <laughs> spirit animal and that's what we all <laughs> of my <laughs> Mohawk Mandy what's up dog oh what's up um nothing really just getting used to my new job which is <laughs> interesting <laughs> finally it's welding right you're like Serious. uh technically but i'm not doing that until six months from now so no. i'm learning like everything that needs to be learned prior to that so no, it's a lot know. of shit to learn but there's a plus side it's definitely going to keep me in shape <laughs> oh you're never going to be out of shape no. I'm, be out there. no I'm carrying you're fucking awesome. metal all day <laughs> there. it's so heavy metal for real literally <laughs> yeah you're literally heavy metal you're you're, you're the shit I'm so happy for you. You're great.
2: Thank you. Mikey, yeah, down there.
0: So Sorry, Mandy, I yelled at Mikey. No, you're like, good, you're good. You <laughs> Mikey, you're next. See, it's harder than it looks to control these six people on these Zoom cameras, guys. Yeah. This, is a, this takes a fucking lifetime to perfect.
2: <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, nothing much. Just at Supernova Sky Festival t- this weekend. It's been all that.
0: Fuck Super off. fun.
2: Yesterday it was so good.
1: Just nonstop all day, great music and just tired of shit from just dancing all day and standing around.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's that's cool because I too rock and roll all weekend. And uh everybody please welcome our special guest, lips and riffs co-host, Hello. motherfucking Benson. Thanks what for What up, dog dude? What up in the, in the Sabbath Sunday tank too? It is, man. Today it's is the Sabbath day. Sunday. That's why I've gathered you here all today for a nice Sabbath Sunday Iron Worship Sermon. And we're going to announce, what do you think of these, boys? First look here. That's master nice. of iron. Mm-hmm. These are prototypes. I have like five more of these, so I'm going to put them up to you guys later. If you're not watching on Zoom because you're lame, you don't get to see what I'm showing them. Awesome Black Sabbath trucker. <laughs> I don't know. We might change the design later, but... Um, for now these are these are cool can't so, go wrong with the classic man can't go wrong with the master of reality look can't go wrong with the master of reality logo i wanted to do a sabotage one which is what we're going to be talking about today but that's going to require just more more stuff you know we're going to have to go big and we're covering big <laughs> jacket what where's this is no joke guys this this is the real deal this is my favorite Sabbath album ever, and this reissue is amazing. It says, Everybody needs
2: it. I, I just want to tell you guys, since this, Zach usually runs this show here, but you know Zach and I text quite a bit because of the podcast and also because we're bros. Um, when this was announced, I, I thought he was going to fucking explode. Yeah, he was, he was worried about me. Uh, yeah, I was like, dude, you need, to, you need to find a place to sit down. And you need to just sort of soak this thing in for a minute. Dude. but uh, I, I don't think that, but I, I don't think that we've actually talked about it since it came out, have we?:
0: No, not not at least not like this. No, not we have mono. we were just we like, like a, ass, but we didn't yeah, really. we
2: did it. We did a detailed deep dive on the volume four one. Um, but I don't I don't think that we've talked that much about this one, so' what's, oh, what's
0: up man. I am so I, I, first of all, I'm so excited. Just like how long has this one been out? This has been out for what at least two months a month? Couple months. A couple two, months. Two? Yeah. Well it's, it's I, I admire month. both of your restraints. Thank you. <laughs> Actually it took me a while to honestly why I didn't text you about it first is because like I'm like fuck he probably expects me to have this like listen to and like the a uh, detailed like presentation for him to come back to <laughs> him, like, like the next day. And it took me a while to listen to it because like I wanted, like, the right time. I needed, like, three hours, like, with nothing else to do to, like, listen to this shit. So it took me, like, a, probably a, a month to get through that. So I only listened to this, like, I listened to the whole thing once, took, like, the proper session, did the whole thing, read the books, did all that. And then I've just kind of been listening to it when I can. But um obviously, it's fucking the greatest thing ever. I mean, well, what else would it be?
2: Yeah, I, I'm the same way, man. Like, I, I have to... If something comes out, even if it's a band that I'm really into, even Black Sabbath, right? If if they release something new or something relatively new, and I'm not in the right headspace for it at that time, I just put it to the side. Like I wait until the time comes when I'm ready to like do my super obsessive thing and dive into it and just like get immersed in it. Fortunately for me, that happened with with sabotage. Like I had this, it came. in the mail. I still live in South Carolina at the time and it came in the mail right before I was driving up to DC to see my wife. And so like I spent the entire trip just going through listening literally to these four CDs over
0: and over and over again. So it's fucking awesome. I'm so benefit to having it on even though like I'm a cool hipster and get the vinyl you had hey, to get it on CD so you can drive and listen to it. I was like, shit, I need to like find time to sit in front of my record player. You know what I'm saying? The, the but,
2: CD's coming back, man. The CD it's, man is gonna be once more. When? Come on, let's get it on tape. <laughs> yeah. And then tape's tape's gonna be next. Well, no, like because of all of the uh, all of the the vinyl production shortages. I don't know if you guys, if anybody else in here is in the vinyl game, if you guys it's do any pre-ordering or anything like that, but you're looking at eight months year-long waits in some cases uh for, for final versions of albums and like it's it, you know you want to support the bands you want to support the labels but at the same time nobody wants to fucking wait that long like i i certainly don't so i oh,
0: man you know. I'm, I'm fine with tapes too i think it's cool but because yeah. i just will download it and listen to it and like listen to it on tape like once ever yeah. you know and then you have to download it and like a physical receipt like hey i supported you check me out like i'm i'm into that but i think even those are like bands aren't pressing them currently because there's a shortage of that too. There's a shortage of everything. I think it's Jeff Bates' fault. Yeah, my friends. My friends' band did the whole tape thing and for their EP, and he's like, bro, it's so fucking hard to get these like on time to people. It was ridiculous. Yeah, crazy yeah. out crazy world out there. But Black Sabbath can deliver you like a seven vinyl package and like t- yeah. t- t- it's time, you know, from the they UK get from. they get they get priority. You you've got your little, you know
2: mom and pop vinyl operation in like bumfuck Canada somewhere uh which at this point has been you know there's only so many vinyl pressing plants like on this continent and so the interesting thing is that a lot of places that you know over the last couple of years as vinyl has steadily you know ballooned and ballooned in popularity once more a lot of these smaller pressing plants are getting contacted by like major names or whatever so if you've got like five releases from like You know somebody who rules, but it's like moderate size, like redefining darkness, or fucking even bigger than that, like nuclear blast or something like that. And Black Sabbath calls, you gotta bump some people. That's how it's gotta be, and it sucks. That's the name of the game. This is a really random
1: question that nobody may know the answer to. But couldn't can you reuse vinyl? Like, could you melt it down and then repress it onto a new record? Like, is that something that is possible? The alchemist, I have no idea, bro. I don't know uh, I, I don't know it seems like it's one of those I mean if it gets hot it warps the record yeah. right and becomes unlistenable well, why can't we just go to Goodwill and pick up all these Guy Lombardo or Herb Alpert records that are just taking up all this space melt them down repress them in a new Sabbath record is that a thing <laughs> Joe, you just made your new career.
0: Well, <laughs> like you just invented right a market, man. I have no idea.
2: Because they have like, a vinyl you can, you can lathe cut vinyl where it's just like it's the piece of vinyl that instead of being pressed, it's cut slowly. Yeah. And it takes longer to do than pressing.
0: At Death comes lifting headquarters, this can be like our cremation center. <laughs> we take sure. all, all people's old vinyls and burn them, and repress new vinyls and make a we'll, oh, you guys. We we'll these? melt
1: your, we'll melt your vinyl, then melt your face off. <laughs> check that this that is, out.
2: is like true. This is true. Like late stage capitalism, fucking post-industrial thought, right here. Yeah, Picking up the trash of the world and remaking it into what we want it to be. I love it. I think that everybody in here, you guys should go in. You guys should make a, a, a vinyl recycling industry. I would, I would,
0: I would pay money. When, when we have the Death Comes Lifting castle, we're going to do that. No problem. <laughs> That's going to be fucking awesome. Thanks, guys. That was good. We solved the world's problems here on Sabbath Sunday, Shuler. Glad oh, to have oh, you. Yeah. I'm honored to be a part of it. I'm honored to witness today. The real thing that did it for me, though. I've listened to sabotage probably 6,000 times. So like a reissued sabotage is great, but this live situation dude was, is one of the best live recordings of black Sabbath ever. First of all, this gatefold vinyl, how sick is that? Right. With the drip. And then these are just awesome pictures of the band. But Mm -hmm. this, this, um, set list i mean they open with superstar the like in the gothic instrumental track on sabotage that is like low-key one of my favorite songs on sabotage yeah so just like the walkout song into that into killing yourself to live as the opener i like i'm in for the rest of the time that's all i needed and then it was it's just great
2: it is i i don't know i don't know if we have we heard this anywhere before or is this previously unreleased do you know
0: um, I think it is, because if you look up Sabbath Live 75 or 76 on YouTube, there's a lot of like soundboard compilations from the tour, and okay. what I think happened was they just took the best of that, like the best okay. sounding ones of that, and pieced together the set list.
2: That makes sense. Yeah. yeah because it, like, you, like you said, it does sound good, man, and it, it made it sound wonderful. Sort of like, is this, is this something that I'm familiar with already? Because, like, I've got a bunch of Sabbath bootleg live recordings and stuff like that, but I've never really sat yeah. down and paid such close attention to them. But, yeah, the band sounds amazing. Uh, like you said, the set list is fantastic. Uh, I I I really enjoy One of the cool things about Sabbath, and, and this is something that kind of, I don't know how I feel about it with modern metal bands because I'm so used to hearing... Um, the tracks sort of in the same way that they're, that they're set up on CD. But Sabbath has that jam band ability uh, that sort of is a little outside my wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Bands like fish or widespread panic or whatever that never play or grateful dead that like never play the same version of one song twice live. Like they just get up there and fucking whatever happens, happens. Uh, That's not, that's not usually my jam, but with black Sabbath doing live shit, it's really cool to sort of see these different pieces of music collide. You've got, um, one of the cool things about this one is this early version of uh, Rock and Roll Doctor that kind of pops up in there. Sure. Um, in this guitar solo, you've got this this thing that they end up using later on Technical Ecstasy, which that's being
0: reissued pretty soon too. Which I'm equally as excited for because the more I listen to it, the more it, it moves up the ranks in my favorite Sabbath records. Got that's, some good shit on there, man. Just the fact that they play different versions of songs. But like you said, this was uh, this was the first side on, I think, the third LP was that it was just it's just jams. It's jam one, jam two, drum solo, guitar solo. And then they go into super knot, which is like the jammiest of like the Sabbath songs. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) they can totally like ride those waves in a way that you wouldn't think they would be able to, you know, live. Like they totally pull off like the heavy metal fish kind of vibe. But in like the coolest way. Like I don't think any other. I would enjoy any other band doing that other than Sabbath.
2: It's also sort of interesting to think about what that live vibe must have been like in the seventies. You
0: know, like I want to put myself there and just be in awe of that. A world that I can't possibly fathom. They were all on like coke and doing crazy shit too. It was a bunch of mushrooms. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you imagine tripping balls at the seventy-five sabotage tour? On mushrooms, dude. Yeah. That'd be like so terrifying. Uh, yeah, I. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I don't know. I don't know if that's where you want to put me.
0: No, no, I don't. Well, uh, I do kind of. Actually, yeah. No, I. I, it gonna, <laughs> I actually. It would kind of, be interesting. It would be. No, we need you. We need you in your crazy, addictive personality to know so much about heavy metal, not mushrooms. So. And yeah,
2: this is where I dive in, man. This is my shit.
0: This is where you dive in. What did you think of just the, the record in general, like the remaster? Did you notice much of a difference? I, so I, 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 you know. As opposed
2: to the, the Stephen Wilson remaster of volume four, which I think we talked about on one of these podcasts, I couldn't tell too much of a difference um, yeah, sure. Between this remaster and the one from what was it, like 2015, I think, or 2012, when they when they last reissued everything, mm-hmm. I'd have to dig into it. I don't feel like it. Um, I, I couldn't tell too much of a difference, but I also only listened to it in my car, right? And I drive a shitty Hyundai, uh, and I did that on the highway, so there very well may be you know, nuances to the sound that I that I wasn't quite picking up while doing you know 95 on I 95
0: sure i think there's little stuff going on you know like i might have noticed a few things here or there that like the uh the weird interludes that like sound kind of sketchy on the other recordings like you can hear them more clearly on this one i think they bring those up a little bit like at the end of the writ um sabbath and ozzy are doing this like piano jingle at the end It's it's like the last 45 seconds of the whole album blow on a jug i think yeah, it's the he, name he, of that he, track he, it's like a yeah it's like an english drinking song or whatever and they're just all, yeah. you know, like fucked up doing it like that is it's like really loud on this and like like shit like that yeah
2: so one of the things that's interesting to me about sabotage is that as much as i love some of the songs on this record this record does have a couple of the sabbath songs that i fucking hate and i'm curious about i know that you don't have any sabbath songs on this record that you hate but i am curious How about, about whether it? or not huh have you a have a least favorite. you have a you have a least loved. All right, I, I'll take that. I have a least what are the what are sort of the peaks and valleys of this record for
0: you, given that it's your favorite? The song I like the least is Am I Going Insane? Thank you. I really, yeah. It's just not one of it's it sounds like it was just kind of made. They like they wanted it to be on the radio. Like they wanted the, it to be a hit, you know, and it just didn't work out kind of thing. The,
2: the i i I like the diplomacy in the way that you put that i'm i am just gonna come right out and say that i fucking despise that song like if i never heard it again i would be fine yeah i didn't i am one of the people who for many years was suckered by the title um with the radio and the title i didn't realize and i'm not i didn't i don't think you're talking about this but like one of the things that i didn't realize was that this is more about like english
0: slang or whatever were you aware of that aspect of this title I was not until I read the fucking book it came with, bro. This is, we're learning stuff today, guys. You guys are an attentive audience. I appreciate this. But anyway, I'm not going to like go and find the exact quote because that will like take so long because this book's huge. But um, they like dissect kind of each song and uh, it means radio like transmit like the transmission of the radio means you're fucking your heads off means you're mental in english slang so like it yeah. was it was like a, a something from a saying that they say like hey man your radio's off meaning you're you're fucking crazy.
2: yeah there was so it was like a it was like a rhyming code that they yeah.
0: would do with the language so
2: like mental yeah. rhymes with radio rental uh and so they would they would throw radio in there instead it's fucking it's weird man it's so i like weird. i don't I can't get there um, in my modern non Birmingham English mind, but you know, it is interesting to see sort of like these weird little niche language things encoded in titles. And because this, you know, because it was released as a single and we get, what, what does yours look like here? Did you get a seven inch of this single? I did get a seven inch of that. Okay. Um, It it was released as a single, right? So that's almost kind of a, a, another red herring in and of itself it's got radio in parentheses in the title and then you've got um the fact that it was released on the radio kind of kind of throws people off but it's interesting to learn these little things about this shit
0: yeah definitely that being said though that's that's my only thing that like it really drags this record for me like if that song was off of it you know i think it'd be like the most listenable album of all time but then there's the megalomania is my favorite song I don't have any of your rules. For and sure. men, I mean, that's doomy, It's progressive. Yeah. It is. It has every aspect that I love about Sabbath. It deals with mental health. It's angry. It's mystical. It's like everything. And I just love that song. It's like ten minutes. It's fucking awesome.
2: So I. I slept on uh, Sabotage for a long time. I, I heard, you know, my first, my introduction to Black Sabbath was through my dad. He gave me, we sold our soul for rock and roll when I was a kid. And so the, the only songs that are really, like, I thought that was an album. I didn't realize it was a compilation until I got into, like, high school. And then I started diving a little bit further back into their catalog. So um, symptom of the universe, cool song. But I kind of slept on the rest of the record. Um, yeah obviously Hole in the Sky rules, but my coming back around to this record was when Past Lives came out. It was a double live album that they released, I think in like 2003, 2004, something like that. Yeah. And the first disc was, these were both old shows, right? Um, the first disc was something that was, I don't think we had heard anywhere before, but the second disc was the remaster. No, 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 I've got that backwards. The first disc was the Live At Last album, remastered and cleaned up and put out and then the second disc was a bunch of random shit from other recordings that they had compiled and there was a live version of megalomania on there yes it is so fucking high energy it's great and yes and and like hearing that was when i was like god damn i've never i've like never even really paid attention to this black sabbath song before and so listening to that made me go back in and start digging into sabotage again um and since then you know it's it's got it's so difficult to say whether or not one Sabbath record is more of a favorite of mine than than others, like with the ones that I listen to relatively often, but there are a couple of very favorite Sabbath songs on here. Megalomania is definitely one of them. Uh, Hole in the Sky, I think, is probably their fucking best opener ever. Um, and then The Rit. The Rit is such a fucking... It's so sardonic and so like vengeful, but at the same time, it's got this party vibe to it. I, I yeah. There's... It's just, just such a complex emotional record, man.
0: It really is, man. And I, it takes you on a journey every time you hear it. And even for me, as many times as, I, as I've heard it, it I keep coming back to it as my favorite. And I discovered it later, too. It wasn't like always my favorite. You know, I started out with the hits of Sabbath, as anybody does. Like, I feel like I only listened to Master of Reality, Heaven and Hell. And like, I knew like the song The Wizard and shit. You know, for like when I was a kid, but then like when I really started diving into Sabbath, like I had never listened to volume four or Sabotage or let alone technical ecstasy. So like all that era is becoming has become like my favorite. Yeah, I just think it's so interesting. And at that time when no one else was doing that shit, I like was pretty fearless of them as musicians just to expand heavy metal and like, you know, oh, that's going to we're going to have this flowery acoustic breakdown just in the middle of this fucking riff heavy tune like nobody did that
2: shit yeah well and i i think that there was just a whole lot of the genre itself was so young at that point i feel like one of the things that's sort of cool about about being around my age um but also kind of sucks is that you're not coming in on the ground floor at all you know what i mean by the time i started listening to heavy metal um, I got into metal in the 90s, the mid '90s. Got into death metal in the late '90s. You know, there was already like a pretty, pretty solid formula for these things that had been laid down. You know what I mean? Um, and then you go back and you look at Sabbath, especially those early records. You know, the first three records, and there are no rules whatsoever. You've got this weird jam shit going on. You've got sort of these jazz influences in places. There's all this blues scale shit happening. Um, but as they began to progress, um, and you actually see this term heavy metal get coined and start getting used. And you can see it in the promotional material that they included for the for this one. They've got the, the program from that 1975 tour. You can actually see the term heavy metal in there. And I, I don't know exactly when that was introduced officially. There's there's debate about that. Um, but it's, it's interesting to see some sort of a formula starting to get concretized around then. And then to see them sort of look at that and be like, nah, fuck this shit, we're going to do some other stuff.
0: Yeah, that's why it's important that I feel like we point this out, because you you can get, I can get lost and get lost on you, you know, especially especially if you're like uh, younger kids. I know that like, even when I was younger, we were younger, I'm sure because you grew up getting into it in the 90s and stuff like how many of your friends be like, that shit's old and lame, you know, and like a lot, a lot of that, that's the connotation, like, I got a lot from my friends because I like, like, old heavy metal and shit. And I just could, like, was always able to just put myself back there when I hear this music and, like, listen to it like I was in 75, you know? And I think yeah. that's what I like about it so much. It's like, it's, it's like f- a fucking time travel device. <laughs> heavy metal is shit.
2: One of the things, and I, you know, I don't, you know, I've, I think I've met everybody in here before, but Zach knows this, but you guys might not know this. I I don't shut the fuck up unless you start talking. So please, yeah, anybody <laughs> who wants to jump in anytime, please, please go free. Yeah. I'm um, the, the, only- the guy who doesn't talk on lips and ribs. I was like, oh, you're the
0: <laughs> guy who doesn't fucking say anything. I love you. I'm yeah. Like, thank you. The only thing that that I'd have to
1: say about listening to this one, I think it's only the second time that I've listened to it because the first time, admittedly, was the last time we talked about Sabotage. I did like it a lot more the second time around, and I found a very, uh, what's the song? Superstar, or Superzar. Like, I hated that song the first time I listened to this album. Like, it was terrible. But for some reason, when I was listening to it this morning, chomping down on some brand flakes, I was like, wait a minute, this song actually kind of rips. <laughs> like, it's so cheesy and stupid. Yeah. I, I don't know why, like, I really liked it. But for some reason this time around, I was like, okay, maybe this isn't as bad as I thought it was. But
0: And it was just that one song. I love a picture but, of you down there in Nebraska eating bran flakes listening to that song, honestly. You're, you're the best. Yeah. I can, get, I can, I can get in, like, a trance of that song. I can just, like, vibe to that. I, love, I always have thought it was cool, man. What do you think of that song, Julie? You hate it (laughs) i don't i don't love it that's good (laughs) i I, I like that you don't love it i don't you know it's 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 not you have a different opinion
2: it's not um well, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we have different opinions on things, but I never like to just outright shit on some. some <laughs> do it, do I'll, it. I'll shit on, I'll, I'll straight shit on Am I Going Insane Radio. Superzar is one of those songs that's just never really clicked with me. It's sort of one, uh, like the second half of this record, the B side of this record is me sort of waiting to get to, the it's like, yeah, waiting to get to the RIT and enjoying megalomania. Um. I think in Megalomania on the B side here. Megalomania is the last track on the A side. On the first side. Yeah. That's on the, on the A side there. I, or I guess, it, unless you have double gatefold. I don't, I don't know. I don't have it on vinyl, but, um, yeah, it's the thrill end. of it all. Thrill of it all. Super czar. And am I going insane or just me kind of like, all right,
0: let's get to the RIT boys. That's the one we forgot about the thrill of it all. Yeah. That, those fucking chords, man. That's like, I love that shit. That's it's So it's like punk in a way like Like, it's so cool it's so catchy to me i don't know why that's that's a song that grew on me i didn't like it as much as i like it now like a year ago
2: Mm -hmm. there's so much there's so much to go back and sort of revisit even if you're just looking at one era of the band like the just looking at ozzy stuff just looking at dio stuff whatever there's always there's always these little nooks and crannies of the record because they're so different from the beginning to the end that you can go back and sort of dive into and check out and be like, "Ah, oh, damn, this is." There's stuff going on here that I was not aware of.
0: And the RIT is a great running song. I know you're the cardio killer. I would that would that would be the one I would think you would run to the most.
2: I and keep the RIT in
0: my it, I have
2: know. a i have a whole black sabbath running shuffle actually um and the writ usually stays in there hole in the sky definitely stays in there symptom of the universe definitely stays in there those are my
0: big three from this record so that's our fitness advice for you guys today out there listening in podcast land and here i know you guys don't need it you we're trained professionals here but take take those songs and work out with them today everybody the cardio killer commands you to
2: run run till you puke I do this. know what
0: we can do. That could happen today. Have you ever seen this? No. What is that? So this is, because I was going to bring up, this was also on like the soundboards from their 76 tour. And it's a cut from Pittsburgh. And it's called, I don't know if you can see it. It's called Steel City Schizophrenia.
2: Oh, fuck yeah.
0: And these are butlers playing a, a white bass with a sticker that says, enjoy cocaine, like instead of <laughs> enjoy coke. And I went out and I bought my uh, sticker for my bass because of this, when I was like 16. And Where did you find that? Uh, the sticker? No, the, the record. Oh, I got it at Vinyl Remains, which is my buddy's store here. He gets like all kinds of weird shit. And um, it's fucking awesome. They open with uh, Symptom of the Universe, War Pigs, Gypsy, and then Children of the Grave. And that was the, that's the cut from uh, 76. Okay. And then the back is Snowbind, Black Sabbath, Iron Man, and Paranoid just a classic That's a
2: fucking sick set. And one of the things and that reminds me of so one of the things we were talking about earlier about listening to this music in the 90s and black sabbath being like old man shit yeah one of, the, one of the cool things about like the late 90s when you know the the lineup with tony martin had kind of fallen apart uh during the forbidden cycle when they when the rumors started beginning that ozzy was coming back they reunited they did the reunion tour with a couple of new tracks on there and then there was like this renewed interest in sabbath right yeah, well, I because of my dad, I'd already been kind of listening to them at that point. I didn't they weren't nearly as as cool among my friends or whatever. Um, but one of the interesting things about that time was that, you know, new metal was was huge. And there was so much of a this sort of groove based stuff that the, the uh, sound that new metal bands were pulling from that, that really did owe a lot to Sabbath directly, um, regardless of the hip hop influences and the industrial influences and things like that. And so one of the things that was cool about the 90s that I thought helped sort of reintroduce or introduce an entirely new generation, like my generation to Black Sabbath, were those Nativity and Black records, Um, two two cover albums that were put out to commemorate OzFests back in the 90s. There was one that came out in, I think, 96 and one that came out in, I think, 99. Um, And the first one had like Corrosion to Conformity on it. It had Sepultura. Uh, covering Symptom of the Universe, which I fucking love that cover. Um, I don't know if they were on one of these records or not, but Helmet also covered Symptom of the Universe. You can see them playing it live in the Jerky Boys movie. Um, and Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne plays their uh, manager. Huge. Huge. Uh, fucking Nasos. It was like, it was when he could still speak, like you could actually understand him come on um but then that second that second nativity black record was really interesting i don't know if you guys are curious about the time I, i don't know how old everybody in here is so if you were if you were there for it if you care whatever but that second one really some interesting takes on some stuff there was uh Machine Head did this sort of punk cover of Hole in the Sky that I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, like Static that. X covered Behind the Wall of Sleep and it yeah, was like yeah. this sort of industrial new metaly bouncy thing. I feel like
0: uh, you guys would like this. You should check out the Nativity and Black covers. That's yeah. something I forgot to bring up on the podcast. Really ever because they're they're cool, man. Because I like some of you guys have that new metal like kind of like and it's it's sweet, man. It really is. It's cool. It's yeah. more accessible, I think, to like it, it will turn you on to Black Sabbath if you're into like. Like you said, heavier metal at the time. Yeah. Yes. What well, was it called again? Because I, I want to know what Static X did. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, yes, I know you did. That's why I thought. <laughs> I was- <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said that. <laughs> Nativity in black. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And they were on
2: Nativity in Black Volume Two. That's cool. How, how many here- volumes are there? <laughs> there are just two, unfortunately. Oh. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here looking at Static X's entire discography to my left right now. Um, i fucking love that band yeah, unironically that was- uh with no shame but yeah. like it, it was cool they did interesting stuff with it system of a down covered uh snow and fucking killed it Good. soulfly soulfly covered under the sun which is my favorite black sabbath song
0: big. and it's so fucking <laughs> it's <big>. heavy <laughs> i'm gonna listen to that after this i'm writing that down actually yeah, yeah. i'm definitely i
2: definitely
0: see it's-, it's we love you shuler thanks man
2: I try, I do what I can. You should do a you should do an episode of this uh, about about the the nativity and black records. Those are really sort of a cool extension of of Sabbath culture and their influence on bands that you might not expect. you know nowadays, nowadays, Jesus Christ. Nowadays. Um, <laughs> yeah, you you get you expect a lot of like there was a Sabbath comp, a Sabbath cover compilation that came out not too long ago. I can't remember what label it was on, but it was mostly like sludge bands who you can listen to, bands like Val. Um, Or cough or wind hand, you can listen to them and be like, this shit rips. And it's very clearly like you can see a direct line to the Sabbath influence. But when I start talking about like system of a down, or static X, or primus, fucking primus is on there covering um, Black Sabbath, you, you, you sort of think like, really, those are, that's, that doesn't seem like a, 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 a sort of surface level germane connection that anybody would make. So when you listen to those things and you hear what those bands are doing with them, you sort of get a new respect, I think, for the way that they connected with that material and sort of brought it into the 90s. That's
0: a good point, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, see that—that that was your game for the day. A lot of these guys aren't the hugest Black Sabbath fans. I mean, nobody is a huge Black Sabbath fan, I think, compared to like us <laughs> right now. But I like to—I like to sprinkle that in there for people that will be attracted to it. Like Mikey, I think you would dig a lot on that album too. Because you're yeah. more—you're more of a punk guy, yeah. Which I love about you. But there's some there's some punkier shit, which is sweet. But. So what's everybody up to? What are you doing this weekend, Shuler? I mean, I guess it's Sunday. How's everybody going to spend the rest of their Sabbath Sunday? What are we doing? Supernova. <laughs> He's out here jamming. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh,
2: Shuler, you live in D.C., I- right? Yes, I do. Cool. Um, October so October 29th. Have you ever heard of the band The Jasons? Uh, like- no, I haven't. They're like – how are you a fan of the Ramones at all? Or like oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so they're – so look them up. They're like a um, – a Friday the 13th uh, themed Ramon Score band. And um, they're playing October 29th at the Pie Shop in DC. And it's a free show. We. So we're, we're going to be there because we live in uh, Fredericksburg. So we live like 40 minutes from DC. Oh, sick, man. Yeah, you're right down the road. I was at the Pie Shop uh, a couple of weeks ago for
0: Outer Heaven. And yeah, they put, on, they, they put on a lot of cool shows at that yeah, place. Yeah,
2: that, that, that place ruled. They got fucking killer pies. Too. Yeah.
0: I heard but I never I mean, had them. actual pies like dessert, yeah. pies or pizza. Dessert so, pies, they got sweet
2: pies, but my dude, they've got savory pies. Yeah,
0: they like pies. I'm ready for that,
2: dude.
0: I like the savory pie, dude. If you, guys, if you, play, at shop, you, if you play at the pie shop, they'll give you a free pie. <laughs> I might have to come for the show if I can, if I can swing yeah. it, so we'll do it. Man, you get down here. We'll, we'll
2: figure something out. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun. Um. And you're in Fredericksburg. I don't yeah. know the exact date, but pretty soon uh half is going to be up there. I don't know if you're familiar with them or not, but they're fucking incredible live. And I I think and like there's also a show up there with like suffocation and I hate God on the same bill in Fredericksburg. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it up there, but fuck me. Like, that would be a, awesome. <laughs> that's a lineup right there. Even, yeah. if you, even if you don't like these dudes, you should I, get it. I would. I would go if I hate God played in my town, I would go see them. Yeah, I, th- I like a couple of I hate God songs. Yeah, I'm like the biggest fan, but I dig out some of their stuff. Who knows? You might see them live and change.
0: Yeah, How about that. I hate God's playing in Pittsburgh tonight. Are you going? Are you going? Of course, right. <laughs> of course, I've got to see I hate God. It's great. And tonight, this is why I gathered you all here. Uh, it's my fucking birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. birthday party, hey. 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 Happy birthday! Happy birthday, birthday, birthday. So, man! So that's my birthday party. Is I'm going to see fucking I hate God, and I saw Judas Priest on fucking on on Friday in Youngstown, Ohio, and it was religious. It was amazing. It was it was spiritual. It, they're so great, dude. Rob Halford just crushes. It's, it's it's yeah. It's been a blessed. It's been a blessed heavy metal weekend for sure. Truly an incredible birthday weekend for you, man. Happy Jack birthday. Well, thanks for being here, man. You guys mean the most to me. That's the best birthday gift, bro. The love of heavy I'm metal not. and the camaraderie that we have here on Sabbath Sunday. That being said, I got to get the fuck out of here. So thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to Shuler Babble about Sabbath. Shuler, thanks for coming on to talk about Sabbath. I love always you. Always happy all to babble. Fish bump happy birthday, fist bump. Thank yeah, you. Happy birthday again. My 270th birthday, everybody. And if anybody (laughs) likes to know, I really, really like Halloween white girl candles. This (laughs) one moonlit pumpkin from Goose Creek. And you can find my address on the Lifting Dead Army patron page. Thanks everybody. I love you. Peace (laughs) out.